Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you Everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Four Center podcast feed. I'm Ken Napsuck for another edition of Spotlight Star Wars. Back again. A lot of things to talk about. Not a lot of time, but we're going to do it. Glad to be here with you. Guys, if you want to talk to me directly about Star Wars, now on Force Center and our Force Center Patreon page, you can reach out and you can uh, you can uh, talk to us directly. And we're going to answer your questions on Force Center, the big show, the main show, the superstar destroyer of our fleet. But Spotlight Star Wars, you can talk to me directly too. If you have questions specifically for me, 
And if you're a longtime listener of the Force Center podcast feed, you might know that that is a question that I might need the help of Joseph to answer because he's just he's just smarter than me. He just understands deeper things better than I do when it comes to Star Wars. And then there's uh, uh, Jennifer Landa. You know, you got a question about uh, Ewoks? Include her. She knows a lot more, of course. I'm teasing. But uh, uh, the hashtag Spotlight Star Wars is how you do that. All right, guys. I think I need a follow-up. And this is going to be addressed a little bit more on Force Center, the main show. I had to miss last week because of some travel. I was up in the Redwoods. I spoke at a wedding. I made an Ewok joke. Reference Logray, Chief Chirpa, Pablo, and Tiblo at a wedding. Got some chuckles. Didn't go over that well, but the core fans there in the Redwoods, who they got it. So I don't know how many times Ewoks have been mentioned in wedding speeches, but I got to do it. Check off a bucket item list I didn't know I had. Anyways, I missed the main show, and I'm going to address some of the stuff with this Han Solo director mess. Um, that might not be much of a mess anymore. I don't want to go into it too much here because we're gonna, I'm going to talk about it when Joseph and I uh, team up again to talk about Force Center. I do believe uh, Jennifer has to miss this next coming week of Force Center. That's what happens in the big city. But I felt I, I should follow up a little bit because my last uh, Spotlight Star Wars two weeks ago was about Colin Trevorrow and how we really kind of have to trust him. And we really kind of have to place our trust in him. And, uh, yeah, that was uh, before discovered that uh, Lord Miller had been fired from Han Solo. I still, though, think Colin Trevorrow will be our Episode Nine director. Any concerns you may have, any concerns you may have about how he uh, writes characters and tells stories or uh, tells the stories of characters written by others, uh, all that kind of stuff, the bad reviews of the Book of Henry, all that stuff, they may be completely founded. You know what I mean? They may be legit reasons and concerns, but he'll be the director. I'm still standing by that because there's no way you're going to look at a bad review of the movie and say, ah, he's out. There's no way you might not like Bryce Dallas Howard's character in Jurassic World, which I understand. Hashtag running in heels. Got it. I agree. But that was already out there long before this. He's been vetted. He's going to work on this project because uh, Lord Miller, the situation's different. Now, Colin gets to set, and he starts doing things this way, and Kathleen Kennedy and the team come in and say, hey, do it this way, and he fights it. Uh, then we got the problem. That's what happened on the Lord Miller set. And I'm, not, I'm saying that without knowing the full details, aware that this is uh, salacious uh, chatter in the news movie news world. Uh, but Colin, I, I, having now have him, I didn't meet him personally, I can't lie there, but uh, he, he was at the Collider Studios, and I just the demeanor of the guy. I was around Ryan Johnson, too, at Star Wars Celebration. The demeanor of the guy. I, not to say Lord Miller's demeanor is bad. I don't know them. I'm sure they're great guys. I love what they do. I love Last Man on Earth. Um, but Colin Trevorrow and Ryan Johnson just seem to be in the same uh, a vein. It seems like they're company men a little bit, but they're going to be their own men. Ryan Johnson's definitely a creative force, and he has come out and said, I had no problems working with Lucasfilm. Felt completely fulfilled as an artist and a director of a big-time uh, budget film, which is kind of makes you a CEO at the, uh, for what it is at that time. Trevorrow, I think, is in that same vein. So, yep, there's some concerns that are legit. 
there's some patterns in some of his storytelling and filmmaking that are definitely legitimate concerns for some people, for a lot of people. But I, I, I'm just going predicting that Trevorrow will absolutely still be the director. If he had another movie coming out between nine and episode uh, now and episode nine, and then it went sideways, then I can understand maybe more. But uh, despite Trank being removed, despite Lord Miller being removed, I'm pretty solid in the idea that Colin Trevorrow was our episode nine director, for better or worse. A lot of people right now might be feeling worse. Let's see what happens. I still believe we have to have faith in him. That Han Solo thing is a mess. Is a mess. You can't deny it. It might not be as bad as we think. It might not be as contentious or angry as we think. Maybe it just didn't work out. I kind of tend to believe that could be right. That could be all right. But uh, there's some other things I'm hearing, stuff I, 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 I can't go into, uh, that this was not new. This was not new. We'll talk more about it on Force Center this week. All right? All right. Forces of Destiny is coming out soon. Excited about this. We're talking about this on Force Center 2, the main show. Um, but I got to address it now because I got a great tweet using the hashtag Spotlight Star Wars from a good uh, friend of the show, Ventress87. Ventress87 also has some great contributions over on my anchor station, Daily Thrones, where I talk Game of Thrones. Ventress checks in and says, I hope Satine gets a great story in Forces of Destiny. What lesser-known characters do you think we'll see featured? And that is a good question. I'm still trying to sort that out. Still trying to sort that out of who we'll actually see featured. Um, I think, you know, I think Maz Kanata will be there. Looks like we might get some Yoda. Looks like we got some of that stuff going on. If you got some of these characters, if you got Ahsoka, if you uh, have Padme, you got a lot of different eras all the way up to Force Awakens era with Rey. Looks like we're going to see uh, uh, Rey and uh, maybe a Tito again. Maybe Crusher, Crusher Rodun, who so, had such a great uh, databank bra. Maybe, maybe he appears. Unkar Plot. Some of those kind of lesser-known characters. But Venture 87, your question, I feel as though I can't answer that question directly. But it inspired me to think of who might be in the next batch of Force of Destiny shows. Little tiny little shorts here they got. I love this idea. I think it's going to... Uh, I think it's going to be really good. I'm excited. I get to uh, I get to meet and uh, I think co interview or at least be around when Jennifer Murrow is coming in to Collider for Jedi Council. Maybe we can get over on Force Center one of these days. Uh, I'm excited. She's behind this show. Got a good pedigree. I trust what Floning and everyone at Lucasfilm is going to do with this animation stuff. And I love what we see so far. We do talk more about it on Force Center. So because of our recording schedule this week, travel is getting in the way of me, Joseph, and Jennifer. So sometimes you might hear me talking about things I'm going to be talking about in a couple of days, and I don't want to spoil them. But Adventurous, um, some of the characters I, I might want to see in the series, you know, if you're going Leia on Endor, I, I need some Chief Chirper and Logre. Uh, if you're going uh, Ahsoka Tano during that era... Could we get uh, a fly? Could we get something about um, you know? It depends on, on when she is. It, it looks like I think if I remember, she has a green lightsaber, so she still might be within the era of the Clone Wars. I'd like to see a little bit more of her and Plo Koon, the Jedi who found her, brought her into the Order. That could be good. 
Uh, Satine, now we know that uh, her buddy, Ketsu Onio uh, from Star Wars Rebels, is um, going to be in Forces of Destiny as well, as, as, as is Hera. So that could factor into the Satine story, could be uh, something completely separate. But it got me thinking, and Ventress, your question has inspired me to go uh, off the map a little bit and talk about the next batch and who I might want to uh, see in the next, next batch. In keeping with the theme, let's say they're touching on strong, uh, all the, not that, that catchphrase, strong female characters. We've got to kind of find something else for that. But the female characters in Star Wars, if that Forces of Destiny truly is uh, focusing on that, as it should, um, I could see it expanding. I think down the line, maybe you have some other little adventures with other characters, and I think that's completely fair, and I think you'll see it happen. But I think the set- second iteration will probably continue the trend, and maybe you get some more Padme stories, Ahsoka stories, Leia stories. There's a lot of stories to tell with those characters. But let's expand it a little bit, and there's some ideas on characters I think uh, I wouldn't mind seeing in Forces of Destiny, telling some stories. They might not play, and I get it, they might not play, to the uh, bigger audience. But we're Star Wars fans here. We're inside the Star Wars bubble. Let's have some fun with it. I'd like to see Evan Verlaine. Evan Verlaine, of course, first appeared in the Leia Marvel comic, the five-issue series. She shows up again in Bloodlines, Claudia Gray's novel. She is also uh, the uh, pilot. We now know, thanks to canon, she was, I think, the uh, Y-Wing pilot that flew away. Excuse me. That flew away at the... End of uh, the Battle of Yavin from the Death Star. After Luke blows it up, she's there flying. That's uh, up until this point in time, an unidentified um, uh, pilot. And it's now been identified. She was at the Battle of Scarif as Gold 3 and Gold Squadron. And then that, uh, of course, put her in Gold Squadron with the attack on the first Death Star. And then she goes on and helps Leia. Uh, gets involved in the little story with her, and she's from Alderaan. She is a surviving Alderanian, kind of takes umbrage with the way Leia seems to be just reacting coldly to uh, the death of her of her people and her planet, and it's good stuff. The, the Leia comic is a hit and miss for me at times, but overall it's, it's a hit, and Evan Verlaine is one of the reasons. It's a great new character. And it's one of the things that, I, that I, you can love or hate with... Um, new canon, whether it be the comics, the books, shows, everything, where, you know, we never really knew this Y-Wing pilot who it was, and you might have had a bunch of ideas, and it might have been in Legends and all that kind of stuff, but now we know, and maybe you don't like that it's Evan Verlaine, but I, I like the idea. It's a good character with some legs um, to, to uh, you know, grow more stories on, and Forces of Destiny might be a good way to do that. Uh, you could tell something there. Maybe maybe you go Battle of Scarif. Maybe you go Death Star. Maybe something like that. Maybe you, uh, she goes after the Leia comic. You don't obviously really hear from her again in canon until Bloodline, which is far after the events of Return of the Jedi. So there's got to be a lot of adventures there. Got to be something going on there. Um, another one I'd like to see, and I'm sure we'll see in Rebels uh, this year. We, I believe, well, actually, I think we are, right? Yeah, I know we are. Uh, Bo-Katan, that's right, Bo-Katan, Chris, uh, the uh, uh, Mandalorian, Satine's sister, kind of in charge of the Death Watch. A lot of stuff going on. We love those Mandalorians, right? We love the lore of Mandalore. And Bo-Katan, voiced excellently by uh, Katie Sackhoff, Starbuck herself, 
is I'm so glad the character's coming back. But hey, let's uh, let's focus on the character. These these forces of destiny shorts are are short, like right two to three minutes short. Do it. Let's get a Bo-Katan series of adventures. It'd be an interesting thing. And get more into uh, Mandalore and Mandalorian culture and all those uh, all those things that we uh, we love, right? We love we love those Mandos. That'd be good. Uh, another one, another maybe outside-the-box choice uh, for me is someone, uh, a little character that I'm always intrigued about. We talked about her here in Spotlight Star Wars shortly after Force Awakens. That is Core Sella. Nicknamed Cory, of course, in Bloodline. Corsella was Leia's um, assistant, for lack of a better term. Uh, but a little bit more than that, she had a lot of Leia's trust. He, especially after the events of Bloodline, when Corsella's trust in Leia was shaken. She was young, she was a teenager. Um, her parents are uh, in politics, and she, she wants to get in that one. She joins the Resistance. And then Leia sends her to Hosnian Prime to address the Galactic Republic leaders and kind of explain, hey, this First Order thing's real. Leia tells her, I have totally co- total confidence in you, Sela. I know you will deliver our message to the full extent of your considerable abilities. And that ended in a tragic death. The warnings fell on deaf ears, and then, of course, Starkiller bases activated, five planets taken out, and we get to watch... Corsella's shocked and sad and dismayed face, dismayed face as she stands next to next to Chancellor Vilchum and is taken out and dies on that planet. But there is a lot to that character. There's a lot more to that character. And I think uh I think you could you could explain a little bit more of her relationship with Leia, and that would allow us maybe to get to an older Leia uh, on Forces of Destiny, a general Leia. Have someone uh, voice that, and and uh, that'd be an interesting way to keep the, you know, keep the character of General Leia going, and and keep it in our our, our mind as Star Wars fans. Her and Corsella, something there. I think it'd be interesting too if Forces of Destiny. Um, kind of uh, added uh, some of the characters we're already familiar with, like uh, Nora Wexley. Like if we were to uh, get a, get an adventure with her in Force of Destiny, a, a character that's so far been in comics and featured heavily in the novels, but if uh, if we were to do that, I think uh, that would lead, of course, to Ray Sloan. Um, you could go to uh, some Lost Stars, you know, a little a little, a little Sienna. That could be. That could be good, right? I like that idea. Oh my gosh, I stumbled on that one. I had some notes on the other stuff. But uh, Nora Wexley, Ray Sloan, I think you put them on the force of the des- destiny. I, I Come on. That's a winner, right? Gotta be a winner. I'm almost proud of myself. I'm sure other people have thought about that. Uh, you know. <laughs> but yes, Ian Ray and Thane Kyrell, you can maybe do something there. Force of the destiny. Nora Wexley, Ray Sloan. That's why I'm so intrigued. I'm so interested in Forces of Destiny, not just as a, a new animated program. It's not full on, uh, you know, this giant uh, full on show that's going to go for season seasons. These little shorts, and you could have a lot, uh, a lot of fun with that, and get some new characters out there if these first ones work. And again, I know you're going to have, you're going to have the big characters. 
You know, and even if you're introducing Hera to a bigger audience, it's helpful to have Princess Leia and Han Solo there on Endor. That's what we're hearing about one of the episodes. If you're going to have, you know, Satine, yeah, pair her with Leia because, you know, we're in that Star Wars bubble. Satine's a great character for us. But there's a lot of Star Wars fans who might not know who Satine is, and this might be something new. Maybe they have their their older Star Wars fans. They have children, and then their young kids are like, "Ooh, new Star Wars line of toys and, and a show, little series, little shorts." Um, and who's Satine? And that's Wave. So you you know you want Leia pairing up with that. I like the idea of these kind of interesting team ups too. So that's some of the stuff I'm looking forward to with Forces of Destiny, and that's some of the stuff I'm kind of head cannon dreaming up that we could see on forces of destiny and why i think it's going to be an important show and we're going to talk more about it on the main show of course um, but i just felt i wanted to address it here on spotlight star wars in the short time i have getting ready for san diego comic-con getting ready for d23 we're going to do a full preview of d23 what we might hear from disney lucasfilm on the main show as well so look for that I do also want to address another uh, who we, who should we get question. Brett at BrettJ245 asks, we've gotten several character-based miniseries from Marvel Comics with Phasma and Mace Windu on the way. Who should be next? And I thought, Brett, that's a great question. Um, who should we... Uh, I am ready for... this. This one's popped up. What would you guys think about a General Grievous comic? Five issues. Short. General Grievous in Legends has an interesting backstory. We know this. But what do you think now about exploring it? And I've seen this question sent to us over in Collider Jedi, Jedi Council, and I'm sure it's found its way to us on Force Center as well. And now it's here coming out of my mouth. I, I think his backstory needs to be established in canon at some point. And a five-issue comic would be okay, because I don't think it fits in a book. You're not going to have a General Grievous book at this point. That's a, As much as I love the prequels, it's a, it's a, off, it's a prequel character that uh, just wouldn't uh, jump, I don't think would jump off the page quite yet. And, and, and a lot of, especially if it's the backstory, it's going to be stuff outside the realm of the, the regular Star Wars story and the regular saga. So a five-issue comic about General Grievous, I'd be okay with that. Uh, maybe touch a little bit on the outbound flight and a lot of these other things, a lot, a lot of the kind of the stuff uh, that's in his past um, f- from Legends about uh, um, uh, his formation and how Dooku kind of manipulated him. They rebuilt him, turned him into the cyborg, and why, you know, he wasn't really happy with that deep down inside. That's why he was very protective of his organs. It was like a, a something tied to his past, and Obi-Wan uh, found that out, and it was ultimately Grievous's destruction. But let's talk about how he became General Grievous. I'd be okay with that. And then similar to what I was saying, you know, Nora Wexley's appeared in comics. Um, Ray Sloan's appeared in a bunch of things. But uh, I, could, I could do more with those characters. I could see a lot of that. Of course, a five-issue Mr. Bone series is uh, – no, I'm kidding. I mean, maybe. Maybe a one-off. How about would you guys be okay with a one-off Mr. Bones comic? That's all I want to know. Can we? Could you think we could do that? The comics are a little—they're a little weird. Tristan Shields asks, you know, what's this? So what's this I'm hearing about Han and Luke infected by a symbiote? No wonder I stopped reading the main line of Star Wars Marvel, but he's been loving Maul. Yeah, Screaming Citadel. 
It's been getting to some weird areas. Uh, I've been talking about that on and off mics uh, around town. And, I, you know, I still support. I love what's going on with some of the Marvel stuff. I've said that time and time again. But Screaming Citadel is just not for me. And it might be for you. Give it a shot. It wasn't for me and Tristan. But give it a shot. It might be. Not my thing. The other stuff's good. Dr. Afra, Which, oh, by the way, why not put Dr. Afra in Forces of Destiny? Duh. Big win right there. That's what you can do. Guys, I've got to get going. That's the kind of time I have today, but I want to make sure I'm stopping and talking to you as best I can to let you let you know what's on my mind and talk to you about what is on your mind. We're talking Forces of Destiny, General Grievous, Colin Trevorrow. That's what we do here. You can follow me at Ken Napsuck. Follow the station here at Force Center Pod as we try to uh, push higher and higher. We've reached our goal of 2,000 followers on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. We're trying for 1,000. We got the Patreon page. If you choose to support, go ahead and support. We appreciate it in advance. You get a special show each month called Finish the Fan Fiction, along with some other uh, wonderful things. And uh, then, of course, we got the T-Public merch is out. Got your Force Center shirts. tpublic.com slash user slash Force Center. Get something for con season. Represent your favorite Star Wars podcast feed at all the conventions. That's it, guys, for now. So, for Evan Verlaine, Nora Wexley, and General Grievous, and all the crazy things going on in Marvel, I'm Ken Napsack. We'll see you next time for Spotlight Star Wars. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 